Hey, hey, hey. How goes it? It goes well. Great to speak to you. You as well. Yeah, thanks for joining. Would love to uh, start a, a conversation on police technology. What better what better things do we discuss here at Axon? Do you know anything better than police technology? Not that mm-hmm. I know of. No, me neither. Great. Okay. Uh, one topic I'm pretty interested in. I guess there's two. You want to talk about biometrics or you want to talk about AR? Ooh, let's start with AR. Okay. Sweet. Uh, what is AR, Christian? <laughs> AR. AR is augmented reality, um, which sounds pretty wonky, but it's kind of a, uh, a step above virtual reality. So virtual reality, it's, you know, you put on a headset and it's basically its own world and environment that you see. So you basically are almost completely distance yourself from the real re- um, environment that you are situated in. But augmented reality if you ever use anything like a Snapchat filter or anything like that, or Pokemon Go, um, you'll know what I'm talking about, where it basically takes virtual elements and places it into the real world. So on a filter, it'll put, you know, dog ears on your head, or in Pokemon Go, it might put a Pokemon on the street right in front of you through your camera. Um, so that's kind of the, a brief overview of augmented reality. Hopefully that gives you a good idea of what we're talking about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When I'm thinking of police technology, specifically in AR, I'm thinking of like an overlay of information on the real world. So one of the examples Mm -hmm. I was inspired by early on in my time at Axon was this video that we had of a police officer holding up an ID and uh, whatever he's wearing scans the details in that ID and is able to register the license number, the name of the person and and do a little bit of like a information check with dispatch or whatever system it's connected to. So that's always been pretty interesting. Um, I think other applications that are really beneficial in public safety are maybe a fire. I would think it'd be so interesting for a firefighter to roll up on scene with an AR device and be able to see or like if there's any way for the system to figure out where the fire started or for this uh, device to scan the room and see if there's any remaining danger, heat information, or, you know, potential for things to go wrong. Is there like a gas stove? What are, what are some of the ways that you see AR being used? Yeah. Uh, those are all really interesting. I'd love to see kind of any technology that hopefully achieves that. Um, two other things that I see. One is that we've talked about a little bit here at Axon is, Um, incorporating it into evidence management. So you could go in and put it on a scene, um, uh, just take like a a 360 video or picture of a scene and basically be able to recreate it when you, if you were to revisit that scene, if you could throw on um, any AR glasses or anything like that and revisit a a crime scene and be able to see everything as it was in that instance. So if a lamp was knocked over, um, if there was blood on the wall, something like that, uh, you'd be able to recreate it very easily and not have to reference pictures. And it would just basically maintain the fidelity of the crime scene uh, itself. So that's one that we've talked about potential for. And a, uh, another one is relevant to our team, which is uh, training. So you could go through and actually do, you know, very tactical training in, in physical locations and have, you know, model uh, criminals, whether it be in an active shooter situation and be able to practice that, again, at a high-fidelity um, environment in a real way that um, doesn't completely remove an officer from 
a real environment as virtual reality does. So those are two instances which I think would be very applicable for uh, policing in addition to the one that you mentioned. That's super interesting. The the only like real AR device that I'm familiar with, which shows how unfamiliar I am with AR devices, is Google Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of older technology. This article is from six years ago, which is crazy to think. Um, yeah. That, I don't know. What do you think? Is it further along than I think it is? Or we're still in like the really early stages of AR as like an industry, right? In an industry, yes. I think Google Glass was the first like real um viable solution and i mean six years ago to think that we had an ar solution in terms of glasses is actually pretty remarkable i think like society wasn't yet ready for ar especially in glasses and a consumer model um the biggest concern obviously was having a camera on it and being able to record people that was a huge issue for people um you know we have snapchat glasses too that do something similar but um (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, But in terms of the technology itself, it's actually pretty far along. Um, One of the articles you actually shared today, Mia, was Magically. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a a company, actually, Laura and I went to back in April of last year, May. Um, I actually did a Rick avatar for it. So it was kind of a business (laughs) development opportunity um, that I was Rick's avatar. And Laura obviously represented the training innovation team. Um, And that was, for me, to just kind of be an observer and be able to go through their whole product suite. Um, They had basically a whole museum and demo that we went through for like an hour and a half of all the different use cases for it. It was actually pretty remarkable um, where they already were with it. Um, You could do things like watch Netflix right on there. And basically you could put like a TV screen anywhere in the room. Um, You could even have the games come up live and basically look like they're the game is playing on your tabletop or something like that, which was really incredible. And then there was also obviously gaming things. There was also training for like surgeons where they could use AR on like, you know, fake um, bodies and be able to manipulate that way. So there was a real, a lot of really cool applications that they were using it for. Um, And it was actually really incredible how immersive it was at that point. Um, This was a year ago and, they just had seemed like launched their second um, version of them. So I think it's only a matter of time, you know, maybe a handful of years away until this is uh, just as good as VR is today. Um, so I think it definitely will be here sooner rather than later. I love what you said about the like human body applications, specifically for surgeons. That made me think like, holy crap, what about in the future when you know, EMS providers are able to wear these glasses and just get so much information from a person just by looking at them. That will be seriously revolutionary. And also, like, I don't know, it, <laughs> this totally random train of thought, but it, it reminds me of, like, dogs that are able to sense before somebody has some sort of reaction to something or before they have a seizure or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. what are the biometric signs that a device could pick up on to alert somebody of something like a heart attack, you know, any of these things, like it would just be so interesting to see. And then, I mean, even as far as like, if you have a child in like a pediatric chiropractic facility and you're trying to decide whether or not they have scoliosis, like maybe your AR glasses are shrinking your model to that the the you know the exact measurements of that kid or like overlaying your your test maybe there's an evaluation you can do using this technology so that's 
That's so interesting. I hadn't actually thought about that as much in the in the medical industry, but yeah, wow, that's going to be groundbreaking. Yeah, I mean, VR is already pretty well integrated at this point in the medical industry in terms of training, at least. Um, just being able for people to practice um, autopsies or, or surgeries themselves um, in a safe environment, I think it's it's AR will will pretty much be have a seamless transition once the technology's there. Um, where it makes sense for them to use. So yeah, it's only it's only a matter of time. It's really cool. I wonder if, uh, like, I wonder what kind of a data set it would take to be able to measure, uh, like, danger. So if you're if you're you know, hands on with a suspect, are you able to? Or, or let's say the moments preceding this, we talk every single day, our mission is de-escalation. Like if, if you're in the moments where, you know, you're trying to de-escalate, but you can see their heart rate rise, does that make your heart rate rise or does that tell you that you need to de-escalate them, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a great segue into biometrics of kind of understanding how people are reacting in certain situations, whether it's the police themselves or the people you're um, encountering. I think just having that information um, is just another data point. Obviously, you don't want um, the systems themselves to make any suggestions. I think that's where it gets a little hairy in terms of policy and, and liability. But if it just alerts you like, hey, this person, all of a sudden their heart rate's up to 120. And, you know, there might be a reason for that. It might be because there's a car driving behind you and they're um, nervous as to who might be in it. I don't know. There, there's a lot of applications, but I think if – there's alerts like that that people can use for their own benefit, obviously in a training application, understanding how people are reacting to stressful situations um, is very useful, especially in recruit training. But um, yeah, I think there, there's biometrics that can go a long way, not only in policing, but just in society in general. Um, again, similar conversations that we had earlier around privacy and where that data goes and how long it's retained and who uses it for what, that's going to be a huge conversation point, but the, uh, the value of it is definitely there. Yeah. That's, that's such a good point. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for your input and your time today. I've learned a lot. We've discussed a lot. This was a successful episode. We've got a couple under our belt and I can't wait for all the other subject matter we're going to cover. Yeah, me as well. Thanks for bringing me on. Even even though I'm not an expert, I appreciate the conversation. It was a lot of fun. You're an expert in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. At least someone thinks that. Do you have any beer left? Can we cheers? Oh, virtual cheers. Love it.